Roman Yossi doesn't win the Norris Trophy. Fine. We talked about that yesterday being a possibility. How the voting shook out is not fine. And there is one voter in particular that should never be allowed to vote for anything in the NHL again. Plus, the award show as a whole last night was pretty bad. We'll talk about is this the end of the NHL award shows and how to fix it today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked on Predators your first listen of the day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at onthefourcheck.com. And I have a partner in crime who apparently has a lot of things to say and blow off some steam. So without further ado, and I'm going to let you lead off the show. The floor is yours. All right. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at onthefourcheck.com. I'm also the person who rage texted Nick last night and has been trying to keep myself from going off on Twitter. But since this is our show, let's dive in, shall we? Okay. First of all, don't at me Colorado Avalanche fans, okay? Like, we said yesterday, if you listen to our show, we said, if Kale McCarr wins this Norris trophy, we get that. Like, I, I am yeah. okay with Kale McCarr winning the Norris. I really am. Um, I am personally disappointed for Yossi, but I can 100% understand how Kale McCarr walked away winning the Norris yesterday. Absolutely no argument from here. So just go back to fixing your little... Stanley Cup appetizer of like Rocky Mountain oysters and move on because not today, Satan. I'm already in a mood. So just don't (laughs) add us. Okay. That's where I'm starting. So just don't, don't, don't poke the bear. Move along. Congratulations to Kale McCarr. I, I completely am fine with him winning the Norris. Now let's get to the stuff that has absolutely infuriated me and raised my blood pressure. So many to start, but let's go for the big one right away. Roman Yossi, record-setting defenseman, set offensive records that haven't even been come close to in 30 freaking years. 30 years was left entirely off of one absolute butthead's ballot. Mm. I'm trying really hard not to cuss. Yeah. <laughs> Left off somebody's ballot. Entirely. So riddle me this. How do you watch or read about or operate in a world with the National Hockey League and hear just just maybe hear rumors of a record-producing offensive season by a D-man that hasn't happened since I was like prepubescent and you just don't throw that guy on your list. Like, I want names. I want a name. 
I mean, they're going to release name. names. That's oh. that's going to be the. I want a name. And then I want about five minutes mm -hmm. because the idea here's I'm at peace with Kale McCarr winning. The idea that Roman Yossi didn't even make somebody's ballot is so infuriating and ridiculous that somebody, whoever that somebody is, hashtag pray for that person, him, I'm assuming, pray for him because he should not be credentialed or have a vote. Roman Yossi's not even on your ballot. Like, what are you doing? What is this like where the octopus picks things in the water? Is that how we did this? Because this is so ridiculous. It is so offensive to me that somebody has that kind of power, quote unquote, and they use it so stupidly. It's just ridiculous. And, you know, and then we can get into some more aspects of the Norris. But that is the one where I'm like, what in the freaking... Sam Hill, Bob Howdy, like Darcy Kemper's perfectly smelling hockey socks. Are you even doing not including Roman Yossi on your ballot? Like, how do you how do you work in this industry and not have Roman Yossi somewhere on your ballot? I mean, that's not even me questioning the guys who had him fourth or fifth. That's me going, he wasn't even on there. He wasn't even on there, Nick. Wasn't even on somebody's ballot. What's the flag nog? Here's you did a very good job of not cussing, by the way. I'm so mad. <laughs> I would have rather had you drop an f bomb though than Darcy Kemper's good smelling sock. I uh, just I'm grasping at straws in my rage. I'm grasping at straws. Here's the thing. Um, anybody who follows the MLB knows that voting for the Baseball Hall of Fame, which is also done by writers is a fiery train wreck if the train was carrying raw sewage <laughs> oh but you know, i'm in it, trouble for darcy kemper's clean socks it's go ahead somehow mine is still less disturbing okay you know every it's the writers have agendas you know it is an opportunity to make the votes about themselves like remember a few mm -hmm. years ago where derek jeter uh, missed being a unanimous Hall of Famer by one single vote. And it came out and that voter, you know, wrote this like big article. And it was like, I was the one who left him off the ballot because I don't believe and kind of had like this like long thing about how he doesn't believe there should be like first time ballots. Uh, oh, Lord. Which is is stupid. And that is a thing that's like you inject your principles onto your vote mm -hmm. and here's the thing with roman yossi roman yossi's year wasn't a prototypical defensive year like Fair. we've said that he played a different mm -hmm. role but mm -hmm. that shouldn't disqualify him from being one of the best defenders this season like yes. it's not like it's his position is listed as defenseman but how he plays defense how he is used in that role like doesn't mean he should be disqualified from an award for defenseman. Yes. And that to me, I think is what a lot of people are missing. A lot of people use this as an opportunity 
to kind of be like, oh, well, you know, his defensive metrics weren't good. And remember, there's like charts where like Devontae's and Jacob Slavin uh, was ranked higher. Like one poll uh, even had like Mackenzie Weger like ranked higher than Roman Yossi. And it's just like, that's the stuff to me that bothers me mm-hmm. because you are injecting your own biases into yes. your vote. And yeah, yes. you know what? Like the thing is, Kale McCarr had better defensive stats than Roman Yossi. Even Victor had better defensive stats than Roman Yossi. But Roman Yossi, what he did offensively, you know, nobody's going back in time and taking Bobby Orr's Norris away because, you know, somebody yes. like, you know, like Keith Magnuson was a better defender, like blocked more shots or whatever. Like that wasn't a problem back then. That mm-hmm. wasn't a problem in the 90s when, you know, Ray Bork, you know, was not a stay at home defenseman. You know, there's probably some defenders out there who played better defensively than Bork didn't put up better numbers. Nobody's going back in time and changing those votes. Hell, 2012, Ann. 2012, yes. Shea Weber. Come on. One of the best two way seasons. Uh, mm-hmm. That we had seen sort of in this time frame. Uh, more than 20 goals was an absolute force, penalty killing machine. He lost to Eric Carlson, yes. whose offensive numbers were barely better, but was a liability on defense. I mean, that's mm-hmm. still the case for Eric Carlson. So, <laughs> why are all of a sudden, you know, we are just looking at these people like, oh, they're they're great defenders and look how much offense they're able to produce. But when it comes to Roman Yossi, we're somehow using that as, oh, well, offense doesn't matter. Yes. Um, and again, like we're saying, not taking any away from Kale McCarr, because if you've listened to us, we have said we would be totally fine if yes. Kale McCarr gets it. Specifically because defensively, defensively. better than Roman Yossi. And that was the argument we made for Roman Yossi in 2020 over somebody like John Carlson. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's hard to overlook the fact that, you know, it seems like the same arguments that burned the Predators in the past now are helping other players beat the Nashville Predators in the yeah. awards. And it it really does make me think, you know, Roman Yossi played for the Toronto Maple Leafs. This would be a sweep. And talk like, about Roman it. Played talk for the about Toronto it. Maple Leafs. Uh, he would have break the record yep. for like the most number of first place votes. If yep. you play for the New York Rangers or any, any other Come team, on. Any high profile team, and he had the season he had, Come on. We would be putting him in the legendary status. Yep. Yeah. But because he plays for Nashville and that's what disqualifies him because there are people out there who quite frankly don't watch any of Nashville Predators. Yes. And I can almost guarantee you that there are people who voted for this award that did not watch a second of Nashville Predators hockey. Yes. Who sat in their little corner, just looked at game stats, typed some stuff in in their dark little corner pathetic office, pushed up their glasses, and just made a chart and been like, oh, well, kill my cars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, 
yep. nerd BS. There are yes. people who did that that did not watch a second of Nashville Predators hockey, who watched Roman Yossi yes. carry this team from the blue line, who did play defense when he needed to play defense. Yes. That just wasn't his role. Yes. He went out there and put together a type of offensive season from a defenseman being used in such a way that a defenseman really hasn't been used since the days of Phil Housley and Brian Leach and Ray Bork. They missed all that. They yep. missed the context of how important Roman Yossi is to this team because I guarantee you they did not watch a second of Predators hockey until the postseason. Yep. hundred percent. And, and so many, so much of my beef is about, the unfair market share of something like this. Like I look at Charlie McAvoy got a first place vote. Tell me without telling me what team you cover. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, you yeah. cannot, you cannot have been exposed to defensemen in the NHL across the board and come away a not putting Roman Yossi on your ballot and B, having him fifth, what? Come on. Like, and again, don't at me, abs people. Happy for yeah. Kale McCarr. Don't again. at us. Yeah, that's, that's again, I cannot state this enough because I know what the comments are going to be. Don't at us. We, you don't disagree with Kale McCarr as the Norris Trophy nope. winner. We nope. said it yesterday before this was announced. We said it last week when we're previewing all the awards. That is not the issue here. Yep. Uh, this this feels like we should take a second to cool down, Anne. Uh, it and might kind of be a good idea. <laughs> Uh, for the for the rest of the uh, the show moving forward, uh, let's talk about our friends at Rock Auto, shall we? They're sponsoring today's show. Uh, with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models on the road, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock everything you need. So why even leave your couch? You have access to RockAuto.com on your phone, on your computer, your tablet, whatever. Uh, you save time and money when using rockauto.com. For example, Honda Odyssey fuel pump, 353 from regular chain auto parts store, but on rockauto.com, it is only $216. That is about uh, $150 right back in your pocket that you save. That's uh, not some kind of shady, weird secondhand site either. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every single customer. Uh, anything you could ever need from stuff like brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, to new carpet and upholstery, anything you need to clean your car, windshield wipers, uh, name an auto part, and chances are you can find it on rockauto.com. So go check it out today and explore the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. I don't know where to go after. Okay, uh, can uh, can we just circle back to something really quick, and go, then we're gonna lower Let's, the temperature. Yeah. Then we will lower the temperature. Okay, go ahead. One of my beefs with this whole process is that the NHL has got to define these awards. Stop using the word "adjudged" like 
you know, we're in our white wigs and our ties from 850 years ago. Okay. And define the award because it is it best 200 foot overall game defenseman, overall performance defenseman, or is it the best defense played by a defenseman? Because those are two very different awards. And yeah. look, Kale McCarr won. And rightly so, don't at us. Uh, best defense played by a defenseman. Like, absolutely, 100%. So if that's how you're looking at it, okay. But if you are saying who is the best defenseman in the league, how do you exclude 100 feet of the ice? Because, like, here's the deal. If Roman Yossi is producing offensively, the other team doesn't have the puck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, NHL get it together and define these awards because this is just ridiculous lowering the temperature yeah finding um, my zen yeah i mean that's the thing is it changes every single year yes. and it's not just the norris you know the mvp is like that too should the mvp be given to the best player the player who had the best season or the player who was like the most valuable to his team i.e you take right. him out of the lineup but that changes every year. You know, if it's the best player in the league, like we said, Connor McDavid should have won this award from 2017 mm -hmm. to now every season besides that one he was injured. And maybe that season where Nikita Kucherov had just that unbelievable 130-something yeah. point season. Yes. But he didn't win last night. It was He wasn't was even awesome. there last night. Did you notice that? No Connor McDavid. I mean, I, there's a lot of stuff I just chose to ignore about last night's award show. Fair. Uh, we'll get to that as well. Don't worry. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, so, but it, but it's like you know the definition changes every single year. Yeah. And kind of we talked about this yesterday, where it's like it feels like people are just bored of giving it to Connor McDavid because they don't want to mm -hmm. see him win like you know ten things in a row. Uh, like we the Ted Lindsay Award. Uh, had mm -hmm. I think the NHL put out today six times, six straight times now it's been given to somebody else. Yes. Like it's no consecutive winners. Um, so I think there's some bias there that people yeah. just don't want to give it to the same person. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that kind of went off tangent for a little bit. But when it comes to the Norris um, and the heart, you know, there there is kind of a vague open for yes. interpretation. And so you have a person like Roman Yossi, who was arguably the best defensive, like the best player with the name defenseman in yes. his position mm -hmm. uh, in any sort of scope this season. But, yes. you know, then people started adding all these must haves for what makes a good mm -hmm. defenseman. And, and that and that same list, and I'll let you jump in. No, here you're in a good. That same list doesn't carry over from year to year, though. Yes, like the criteria changes depending on who are the top three you're talking about. Absolutely. And the other thing too is it makes me think maybe you just need to pull a different audience because I think you really will struggle when you're looking at writers. You're going to struggle to get people who are not going to vote in a way that draws attention to their market. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, yeah. you know, maybe the NHL needs to look at a, a different audience for something like, you know, the Norris trophy other than writers, because I don't think with the way 
that whole market works anyway, the way that whole media writing thing works nowadays anyway. I just don't know that you can get people who have A, enough exposure across the NHL to make a good decision, person who didn't include Roman Yossi. Uh, and B, I think there is, you know, God love them. I'm sure most of them try not to have a bias, but I think that it's a really nice opportunity for people who have no scruples to use a vote as a way to bring attention to their market. And I'm not saying that everyone did that, but I'm saying maybe there's a different audience we should pull. Yeah. I'm not volunteering, but I mean, I'm if, saying. If, if Christopher Tanif got a vote this year, what? Uh, then that there's a there's a chance that that's probably happening somewhere. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that. Uh, speaking of Roman Yossi, he did not win um, the Ted Lindsay Award. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's voted on by the players. And unlike the other votes, uh, those results are not released. So we don't know if Yossi finished uh, second or third. We would assume probably third. Yeah. Behind Matthews, who won it, and Connor McDavid. Um, but we talked about that yesterday, and it, it's good for him to kind of get that exposure from the players and have the players recognize uh, mm-hmm. just how valuable he was and what he's been able to do for the season. Yeah. And I think when you have a, an award voted on, like you said, from the players, it does carry a little bit more weight because they, you know, while they may not see everybody equally, they have a real sense of on ice ability. So, you know, I, and I can understand the voting on this award, but this is one of those awards where I'm like, yeah, it really is an honor to be nominated because that's your peers. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Vezina trophy, UC Saros finished third. Yeah. Uh, we talked about yesterday. We could see him maybe being second, maybe being third. Um, Igor Sturkin was never losing that award at no. 29 out of the 32 possible first place. Votes, yes. And uh, rightly so. Uh, absolutely. Like there's Can't absolutely. Disagree. Yeah, zero, zero way uh, that wasn't going to happen. Uh, when you look at UC Saros, he finished second behind Jacob Markstrom. Saros had nine second-place votes and five third-place votes. Mm-hmm. And, of course, with this, you only vote for the top three. So Yeah. Uh, How did you feel about that voting? Fair. Yeah. Fair. You know, I'm, I'm glad UC Saros got some recognition as the, the second-best goaltender in the league uh, because that tells me that people were, you know, kind of watching him in the games and kind of looking at things game by game and not necessarily, you know, the full scope of the season, because I really Mm -hmm. think you did have to watch the games and kind of break it down game by game to see just how sorrows, you know, just how valuable he was this season. Um, I would have liked to see him maybe get second over Markstrom for that reason. But, you Mm -hmm. know, Markstrom had what I think nine shutouts, this yes. season uh, yes. and until Shesterkin kind of picked things up around Christmas look like the shore front runner. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. you, you can't, you can't fall. I have no qualms about the vessel. No though. qualms. No, I don't either. And I think that maybe had Saros been able to continue after the all-star break, kind of the same level of play he had before the all-star break, it might've been a little bit different, but I can't complain about this vote. I feel like this, they got this, you know, pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, Want to talk about the other awards in just a second? 
Well, we can totally talk about the other awards in just a second. But before we do that, we're going to talk about our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest sports development league reviews, league news, including this year's NHL Stanley Cup Finals and Major League Baseball right now. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. You can head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, let's talk about the other awards yeah. that were out last night. Uh, the Calder Trophy. Yay. You were Little right. Little Red Wings child gets it. Yes. Yeah, that was, um, I, that was, I can live with that one. Moritz Sider won that. Um, and he was far and away the winner. He had uh, the most first place votes. So really can't yeah. complain about that. I feel like that's good. What I thought was interesting, Tanner Janot finished seventh. He had nine second place votes, four third place, 11 fourth and 37 fifth. The other thing that I was slightly delighted about was Alexander Carrier finished 10th. Now, he didn't get a ton of votes, but love that somebody somewhere saw Carrier's game. And Carrier was on the first NHL All-Rookie team. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, he and Sider were the two defensemen. So Which is good, good amazing. To see Carrier, yeah, good to see Carrier get some kudos there uh, because, mm -hmm. yeah, we were all talking about, you know, Geno for Calder. Um, mm -hmm. We kind of, it flew under the radar how um, impressive Alexander Carrier this season. I personally kept forgetting that he was a rookie. Yes. Uh, it seems like he's been around for like, you know, he's done his time. Point. Yeah. It's like the Michael Bunting of the Nashville Predators defensive core. Yes. Um, but good, good to see him get recognition. Good to see Jano get some top three votes mm -hmm. uh, in there. Although, you know, I do think Cider was probably going to be the favorite, uh, especially when Zegris kind of struggled down the stretch and, and mm -hmm. Cider seemingly got a little bit better and a little bit more consistent. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, the, that Red Wings team is going to be interesting to watch in a couple yeah. of years, especially if they make some moves this summer because they have a lot of prospects up there now doing very well. They got a lot more into pipeline that are getting yes. ready to come over who have done very, very well either in juniors or overseas. So, uh, yeah, Red yeah. Wings uh, might be a tour de force here in the next decade or so. That's um, amazing. Hart uh, Trophy. Mm-hmm. It goes to Austin Matthews, uh, the Keenan Thompson joke at the end. Oh. Good, to, good to see uh, Maple Leaf win something in June, <laughs> uh, which resulted in zero reaction from the crowd. Um, yeah, Matthews is MVP. I predicted it yesterday. You predicted McDavid. Any thoughts on how that went out? Um, a little bit surprised just because... You know, I, I really did think McDavid was going to have it. But again, you you know, you factor in the dry sidle thing with McDavid. And not that Austin Matthews is on a team, you know, devoid of talent, because that's not true either. But, you know, I, I slept fine at night over Austin Matthews winning the heart. 
Didn't sleep uh, so well about that one dude. Yeah. I uh, should note that Roman Yossi got five first place votes in yeah. the uh, the Hart Trophy voting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wound up finishing six, which is, you know, still whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Um, interesting. Interesting to see Roman Yossi get five mm-hmm. uh, first place votes in yeah. there. Uh, yeah, Matthew's over. I was surprised about how kind of wide the voting was there. I mean, Matthews was kind of the runaway guy there for a while. Uh, did have a very good season. I thought the voting would have been a little bit closer, but guess Here not. we are. Here we are. Um, let's talk about the award show as an event, as a show. Um, it It was bad, Anne. It was really bad. It was like they rented out a high school gym and borrowed some Olin Mills backdrops and invited the guys it like, in. I, I felt like this, this is like the elementary school like pageant where there's like mm-hmm. a silent auction on the tables <laughs> behind them. Like I expected to see like Austin Matthews go up and like put down a bid for like a new like Corona extra golf bag yes like branded yeah. golf bag or something like that yeah or, or a like, month's worth of free car washes or something yeah like some kind of low-end thing like that um yeah. it's weird because i remember growing up like the nhl awards when they were always in canada mm-hmm. um and always like hosted by the same people uh seemed to be like a lot more fun there seemed to be like a lot more people into it this seemed like you know oh, it was painful yeah. Yeah, uh, and hockey players are just such dry, serious people anyway. <laughs> yeah, with limited personality, like no one's laughing at like any of like the hockey jokes. Like, and some of them were funny. Like, some of them were I good. Thought, I thought, King, yeah, Kevin Thompson as a host was, was great. He was hilarious. Bless his heart. Like he said something about like no fights. This isn't a hockey game or the Oscars, and I was like. You're funny, but yeah. it lands differently in a room full of hockey players and yeah. hockey people. You mm. need like this needs to be like after the season. Yes. Uh, like in in and maybe just because the Olympic break pushed everything back, next year's probably going to be like the first normal NHL schedule we've had in a while. Mm. Knock on wood. Yeah. Because um, who knows what kind of God forsaken thing who is knows and for the rest <laughs> of the next year or so um yeah I think it needs to be like the end of the season like a fun location that hockey fans want to go to yeah um, I think you kind of need to make it more of an event uh because if mm-hmm. it's just hockey players in the front row of course none of the jokes are going to land because hockey players don't have a sense of humor yeah um, yeah yeah, I mean, I remember, you know, back when they used to do it in Toronto every year, you know, they would have Ron McLean come out and make, like, the same lame jokes. But they were, like, it was, like, funny in the temp. Like, it was, like, awkward but also funny. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's it's Toronto, so there's a lot of hockey right. fans that were there. It's kind of like the NFL or NFL draft where everybody was yes. like, in the crowd wearing yes. their jerseys. Uh, it was fun. There's all mm-hmm. these, like, entertainers and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it's it was it was just bad like it was it bad. was so rough it's been trending towards getting worse and worse over the last decade or so 
Yeah, we need the the NHL really needs to take a hard, hard look at it because it's not. First of all, it's not fair um, to these players who are incredible, like best in the world. And you sit them at a table where there was a there was no food, and b the place settings look like you got them from Dollar Tree. Like throw some flowers or something. Like it was it was bad. And I love the idea of including fans because I think that brings in so much energy. And there was no energy last night. So I love the idea of incorporating the fans again. I really think maybe we look for a different venue, like maybe a banquet style thing is not NHL-ish. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like have it, I don't, you know, have it on a beach, have it, you know what I'm saying? Like have it somewhere where these poor men are not literally suffering. (laughs) You know, it was, it was really painful to watch. It was a bad eighth grade graduation. And it, and you know what? These players deserve more. And so do the fans. So let's yeah. let's work on that, shall we? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, NFL does theirs during like they do. There's like the night before the Super Bowl. So everybody's in town anyway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all the football fans are in town. Um, I don't know if there's a good way for the NHL to do that, because it's unpredictable where the finals are going to be every year. Right. Maybe you do that like the day before like game three or something like that, where, you know, everybody comes to the away arena and I don't know, like there's There's like, there's not an easy way to fix this other than just taking it back to Canada and Mm -hmm. having it be an annual event after the season. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's, it's, it's not good. It's not fun TV. No, it's not. Any sense of the imagination. Um, yeah. uh, and also the, the defining moment of the NHL awards for like the past decade, uh, was Rob Riggle hosting and coming out and going like wild on stage after Carrie Price won the Hart Trophy and Carrie Price giving the, <laughs> like that little, like just unamused, like. Yeah, gesture with no smile on his face whatsoever. Like he could not be more uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. It was hard to watch. Can probably just stop at any time now. Yeah, it was hard to watch. And and again, I I hate that because these guys deserve, you know, an award show a that they're comfortable at, and b that really gives them their their due for what they do. Yeah. God help us all. Yeah. Oh, God help Next us all. year I'll make cookies and send them. There we go. Then they could uh, at least eat something. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait a minute. Are you going to give cookies to the defender that was the best defenseman? Oh. Or are you going to do theirs that had the best, you know, expected goals against average? Do you know who's 60? not getting cookies? I think we all know who is not that, getting cookies. That one writer. Heaven help that writer. Yeah, heaven help that writer. writer when Ann Kimmel knows where you live. Mm. Um, anyway, anyway, let's let's cool it down. And where can the people find your work online? You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com, and you can find me on Twitter at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find me at onthefourcheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan. Uh, also be sure to follow the show there at LO underscore Predators. Tweet us and let you know, or let us know if you ever have any ideas you want us to top 
tackle. I can't talk. Tackle in a podcast. It's all right. It's all good. Um, Yeah. And if you're watching this show on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Helps us get this out to more Preds fans like yourself. That's going to do it for us today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with an all-new episode. See you then.